Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. I am here today with Jake, and also I'm here with Aiden. Aiden, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Uh, hey, my name is Aiden. Um, I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm a student at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, so we got a lot of different groups of people here, I guess you could say. Um, we got someone from the East Coast now, someone from the LA area, and then I go to school. I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, but I go to school in San Luis Obispo, and I am from the Coachella Valley. So some some different regions here and you know just showing how big the faithful really is but for today's episode we're going to be kind of doing a little bit of a preview of the Rams game just talking about that there's a lot of guys coming back and well a lot of guys potentially coming back um, and then after that we're going to talk about top top few guys in the draft class and whether or not we think they're a fit or a good option for the 49ers this offseason and whether we'll be able to really get them or not um, but starting with the Rams Debo Samuel is playing. He's not on the injury report. And Tevin Coleman is off the IR. I don't think he's going to play. But along with him, Richard Sherman is is off the IR as well. I think Sherman's going to play. It seemed like it. He's labeled as questionable right now. Um, same with Raheem Mostert and same with Jeff Wilson. So they're going to be activating quite a, quite a few guys off the IR. It's not sure if... Um, who is it? If Trent Williams or Brandon Ayuk will play, those are kind of, they're not really sure up in the air right now because both of those guys are currently on the COVID list. And apparently Colton McKivitz will be making his first career start as Tom Compton somehow, I don't know how this happened, but he suffered a concussion during the walkthrough this week. So I really have absolutely no idea how that happens in a walkthrough. <laughs> Um, but definitely have a group of guys coming back. No Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they'd be guessing after the Bills game if he comes back at all this year. So the Rams, I mean, the Rams, they, they're coming off of a big win. Now, Tom Brady played horrible in that Monday night performance. I thought the Rams didn't look that great, and especially Jared Goff, because, I mean, but also you have to bring up that the Bucks defense is super legit. I think they're fantastic. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. I, I still think that the Niners are a lot better than the Rams now. Grant, that's when they're healthy and they're they're a banged up squad right now. But Aiden, I'll let you start off, man. What do you what do you think about this matchup Sunday? Uh, it's a divisional game. Uh, we beat them in the first matchup, twenty four sixteen, I think. Um, Jimmy actually looked pretty good. We didn't really throw the ball down the field a whole lot. It was a lot of that that jet sweep, touch pass stuff. Um, but I thought it was one of Jimmy's bet better games this year um and obviously we're gonna be missing him with Mullins making an, another start slick Nick balling out for us but it'll be nice to have Mostert back um I think the real key for us I, I noticed um I think Daryl Henderson it, it it was ran kind of all 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 over us whenever they chose to run the ball last game so I think especially with our D-line banged up it's gonna be really important to kind of get ahead on those first and second downs and Jake, what are you kind of thinking about this game? Yeah, well, I think uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, if he's starting, I mean, there's a good chance we can win this ball game. Like Aiden said, this is a divisional ball game, and uh, you know, interdivision doesn't matter how good or how bad you are. We saw that with the Niners and Cardinals last year, where you know the Cardinals felt like you know the far less superior team, and they still made those games close. So 
you know, I don't care what the records say. Interdivision, it's always going to be close. And uh, I think that if Raheem Mostert's healthy for this game and, you know, Debo Samuel's back as well, uh, it gives us a pretty good chance. Uh, you know, if we can run the ball like we want, I think, uh, you know, we have as good a chance as any to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we know how Kyle Shanahan likes to work. Having Debo back, hopefully Ayuk's in there. If you have both those two guys out wide and you have Raheem Mostert, and the team's looked a lot better when he's out there as well. I mean, unfortunately, you don't have George Kittle. But if you have, I mean, I've said this to Jake like all year. If you have Ayuk, Debo, and George Kittle, the offense can hang with anyone. Now that's also, that was with Jimmy G as well. Um, And I know Jimmy hasn't looked that great this year, but he's been banged up all year. But I've said like those three guys are super key. Raheem Mostert's that next guy in there because him on the offense, he is so fast. Like he's probably one of the fastest running backs in the league. He might be the very fastest running back in the league, but having him out there will be super big. Also, I mean, Jeff Wilson had a great game earlier this year as well. So if he's out there, that would also be fantastic. I mean, if you can get this offensive line and, and it is banged up, but if you can get this offensive line moving a lot and looking good, especially Mike McGlinchey, because Everyone has been hating on Mike so much. He's right now. He is a 79 overall grade on PFF, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he's only allowed two sacks. Now, there's been a bunch of plays where he gets like tossed and stuff. The thing about Mike McGlinchey is that you want him in open space, blocking ahead. When he's doing that, he will he will dominate the secondary guys. He will dominate the linebackers. He is so good at like just being the guy out in front. So you start getting those guys in the space. Um, I mean. Ideally, you would also, you know, you also want Trent Williams out there on the other side doing that. But you have those guys out there. You have Kyle Juszczyk out there for Raheem Mostert. I mean, we've seen him break big runs this year, too. Like, you start having him break a couple runs and you kill the clock, like, that's exactly what you want. Also, there, there was a stat that I think it was you, Jake, that you sent me. It's if Jared Goff is, pre- if he's sacked two times in a game, he's like, five and like 25 or something like horrific yeah it's I think it's like four and 23 or four and 26 or it's really really bad yeah so getting pressure on him that would be clutch I mean Kerry Hyder actually has five and a half sacks this year maybe Eric Armstead gets going I mean I haven't heard his name in the box score like one time in like two months so that would be fantastic as well um but having Sherman the secondary is a big deal um Tervarius Moore I mean he'll be back there he was back there last last game, I believe, uh, with Kwaski Tart out. So, you know, you, you kind of start having guys back. And you never know. Like you said, it's, it's a divisional game. Like, those games are – they're so important. Teams play super hard. And the Niners' season is not over right now. Like, yes, they're a, they're a big-time long shot. I think before the Rams won on – was it Monday night? I think the Niners had, like, an 8% chance, according to Football Outsiders. That's not – I mean, that's not impossible especially when you're getting all these guys back. And I think that's just like analytically, like that's their chances. Like when you break down their games or whatever. So that's like, they're better. I mean, I think they're a better football team than the Rams. Now they're not healthy right now. So like, yes, they're, they're a clear underdog right now. I think the line's at six and a half for the Rams. I mean, I don't think it's even that bad of a take if you're taking the Niners plus six and a half. Like I'm, I think this will be a close game. Do the Rams have the edge? Absolutely. I mean, they have a, a very good offense, a very good receiving core. And on the defensive side of the ball, they have two game wreckers and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, those guys will make big plays. If, but if you can neutralize those guys um, and you can slow down their offense, because the Niners have been very successful against the Rams' offense. 
I think mm-hmm. Kyle's like 4-0 when he has Jimmy against the Rams. So they've looked very good against the Rams. I could definitely see them winning, but I don't know. I, I think they have a pretty solid chance. Uh, Aiden, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I think it's going to be super interesting to see what our uh, secondary looks like, especially if Sherman's back. It could be a kind of a look on what next year's secondary is going to look like. Um, I'm assuming E-Man's going to play in, in the slot with K-1 out um, and do that with Jamar Taylor. Um, so I think it could literally be how our secondary looks next year, especially if we pick a corner early, we have to bring Sherm back. And I, that's as I, I played DB in, in high school. Um, so that's something that I'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Yeah. I like that. I like that you brought up that if we draft a corner early, we need to bring Sherm back because I've been hearing all these people saying, Oh, we should let Sherm walk and draft a corner early. In my mind, that's like one of the worst things you could ever do. Like, if you're going to draft a corner early, you have to have Sherm back. You have to have him back. I, I like, why would you not? Um, but, Jake, anything else you want to add to this this matchup? Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep my eye on uh, Sean McVay's coaching style. Um, one of, I have a couple of buddies down here in Southern California that are super big Rams fans. And the number one knock on uh, Sean McVay that they have is he's kind of an overrated play caller that – you know, this guy, you know, people in the Rams, like, uh, fan base, they overhype him because he remembers one play from 2011 on this, you know, specific drive, whatever, right? He's kind of this overrated play caller. And they say, you know, a lot of the complaints is he'll call some stupid second down run or they just, they, they do stupid things. And it's sometimes not built best around Goff's play style. Um, they were even saying that during the Bucks game, like they felt like they should have lost that game the way that it was coached. So I do think that out of the two coaches, Kyle will always win the coaching battle. Um, I think that's pretty obvious, but I want to see how McVay coaches because even if it's decent, even if it's, you know, like week 17 last year against them, or excuse me, week 16, he, they're going to win this game, I think, in my opinion. But if he coaches a bad game and Shanahan's on his shit, I, I think that the Rams, they, they have a real chance to lose this game. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's very interesting because, I mean, you see a lot of just NFL people love McVay. I've always, I mean, he's a good coach for sure because, I mean, he turned around Goff like big time. And uh, I don't know if Goff would have I, – I could say pretty confidently Goff would have not done that with Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Maybe a different guy could have got it out of him too. I, I mean, I don't think Goff is that good. He's a very limited player. I do think that a lot of people hate on Goff, like, way too much. But he gets he gets out of a rhythm. And maybe a lot of that is, like, McVeigh is part of that. So I, I'm definitely watching that too. Um, also, let's see how Fred does. Because this this Rams defense, like, they're – or this sorry, this Rams offense, like, they can run the ball well. So we see Fred and Dre back there. I think Fred and Dre is – I mean, we talked about this earlier this week one of the best linebacking cores in the league, I would say outside of the Bucks and the Vikings, they're, they're one of the very best. So, I mean, I'm excited to see them against this, this Rams offense. Also the Rams offensive line is, is banged up as well. I think Whitworth is out for the season. I know, I know he's not playing Sunday, but I think he's out for the season. So another, another big thing right there. Um, but, but so let's, let's move on though. I want to, I want to talk about these quarterbacks. So obviously everyone has the consensus number one, Trevor Lawrence, Zero percent chance he ends up in San Francisco. I don't think you guys will attest, like, will say I'm wrong about that. But, but Aiden, you go first. Who? What's your top five right now? My top five. Uh, one is obviously Lawrence. Um, 
two, I'm going to go Fields. Um, I think he didn't play fantastic against uh, Indiana this past weekend, um, but he makes a bunch of big-time throws, and he has fantastic legs. Um, so I feel like he's two, three. Uh, hasn't played a, a very tough schedule, um, but going to have to go uh, Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Eric Crocker, um, but he's he's a big Zach Wilson guy. Um, I like what he's had to say. I really haven't had a chance to really deep dive, um, but from from the stuff that I've seen, he he has all 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 the tools um, bigger than he like would would look, and I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. For my personal favorite, the guy I I think that we're going to end up with is um, Mac Jones. I think he's Jimmy what Jimmy was pre-ACL and kind of a guy who will push the ball downfield um, and make things happen. Um, And I kind of say that based off uh, Tua was thought of last year as being um, maybe the first quarterback off off the board um, if he didn't have the hip injury. Um, and the Alabama offense has, if, if anything, only taken a step forward, uh, with Tua leaving and Mac Jones coming in, he didn't play fantastic last year, but this year he's, he's been awesome. I know Waddle went out, um, but he's, I've been really impressed with everything that I've seen. He stands in the pocket, um, and he, he makes plays, uh, five Trey Lance. I watched, um, kind of the first half of their only game this year. Um, but everybody heard about his his stats last year. No picks. Um, another guy who can use his legs. Um, and I'm sure that if uh, Kyle got him, he would do something similar with with like an RG three kind of thing. Something that he did in Washington. Um, and I know that uh, Matt likes him, so I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Jake, you want to go ahead and give your top five as well so far? Yeah. So. I think one and two is basically a lock. Um, those are consensus. It's Lawrence and it's Fields. Um, obviously, Lawrence is the better of the two because, I mean, we all know it. He's going to go in and no matter where he is, whether it's the Kansas City Chiefs or the New York Jets, whatever system he's in, he's going to make that team better. Actually, you know, for the Chiefs, maybe not because they have Patrick Mahomes, but you get what I'm saying. Um, Justin Fields at two, uh, like I uh, was telling you guys earlier before the podcast, he's a little bit of a project, um, as are the remaining guys on this. Um, usually quarterbacks don't come in super polished. Um, I, w- I would say like there's a handful of guys that do. Andrew Luck is one. Trevor Lawrence is going to be one. There's just a, you know, a handful of guys that you know will be almost spotless. Um, at three, I have Zach Wilson. Um, I feel like Zach Wilson, depending on how you look at him, is either going to be, you know, in your top three or he could be anywhere else on that, you know, board below three because there are some people that are super high on him and there are some people who are like, this guy's a fraud. Um, I personally like Zach Wilson. Um, I would love this fit on the 49ers. I don't know if there's going to be a way to get him. I think Washington has a really good chance at snagging him at, you know, their top five probable pick. Um, but who knows now? They're in first place in the NFC East, so I'm not really sure. Uh, at four, I got Trey Lance, uh, another guy who's a project, but I really like his stuff. I like his arm talent. I think he's, uh, you know, less of a project than the, the next guy on here, which is uh, five. A personal my guy, 
Um, he, that's the only reason I have him at five is because I've watched a decent bit of him. And that's Kyle Trask. Guy is, you know, on pace to break a ton of SEC passing records. I like him. I like Kyle Trask a lot. He's my number five. I think he would fit in pretty well with the Niners. Again, these are we're speaking in hypotheticals. Obviously, we haven't even hit the offseason yet, and we don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. But, you know, you give any of the guys I listed three through five on this list to the 49ers, I would be happy. Yeah, I like that, I like that you brought up Trask at five. Um, I, I think that Trask – okay, Trask is a big dude. I don't know how much he would fit in Kyle's offense, but he is a very good player. I, I would probably put him at five as well over Jones. And that's not even like a big knock on Jones. I think Jones is all right. I actually think, Aiden, you brought up, I don't know if it was on the pod, it might've been right before, but that he's, he looks a lot similar to Jimmy pre-injury. He does. And he almost has the exact same measurables as well, which is very, very interesting. Um, so, I mean, I would probably lean Kyle Trask. I, I have a, I did a scouting report on it earlier. And this is what, what I have summarized for Trask. I wrote, Kyle Trask's tape was much better than I thought it would be. Trask is a big guy and looks like a prototypical NFL quarterback. He has a nice motion and drives the ball with his legs. He's an accurate passer and throws with e- excellent touch. His progressions are solid. He m- makes a mistake every once in a while, but nothing unordinary for a college quarterback. One area he needs to improve on is his footwork. He'll occasionally get caught standing completely still in the pocket and will be unable to escape or avoid any pressure. Overall, Trask looks very promising and can project to be an individual NFL starting quarterback. So that's almost the exact same thing I wrote for Mac Jones, like like the things I liked about him. Jones Jones and Trask can both drive the ball ball very well. And I think what we're going to see is just with this year, like watching the 49ers offense, and and Jimmy was hurt. Jimmy's banged up. He can't move that well. But he also hasn't really been able to drive the ball that well since his ACL. Um, I think they're going to attack a guy that has a big arm. Luckily, pretty much every single guy in this class has a big arm. Lawrence, yes. Fields, absolutely. Trey Lance. Trey Lance has a cannon. Same with Trask and Jones. The only guy that I have any questions about their arm would be Zach Wilson. And and he's all right. It's just he misses a lot of the throws outside the numbers. And it's a lot of it, too, is because he, like, moves around so much. And so he'll get, like, all these guys, they get off balance and they throw these weird throws, except for Lawrence. Lawrence is pretty polished, and, and he delivers strike after strike. Um, but my, I'd probably go Lawrence at one. I'm, I'm going Lance at two. I'm a big Lance guy. I think Lance is an absolute monster. I mean, also his running style, I don't know how much you guys have watched of him. Dude, it reminds me so much of Colin Kaepernick, just the way he, he's a long strider. Um, he's, a, he's a very, very good player in my mind. Uh, I have him at two, and then I'd go Fields at three, Wilson at four. Keep in mind, these top four guys are so much better in my mind. And then five and six, I'd go Trask at five, Jones at six. But um, but let's start with let's start with Wilson because I think that that's like the guy that everyone really wants. Aiden, what's what do you like about him? What do you not like about him? Uh, I like I like that he can move. Um, I think if we're gonna get him, we're gonna need to probably trade up. Um, I think what the, the team that everyone's looking at is the Dolphins who have that, that Texans first round pick because that'll be somewhere around in that five to eight range, which I think Wilson's going to either fall in. Um, I think that's, that's the range that we, we would need to get up to go and get him. Um, but I mean, I, I like that he can move. 
um, his, I mean, he's what a two or three year starter um, at, at BYU. We've had some luck with, with a BYU quarterback in the past. From what I've seen, um, he seems like Kyle's, he, he seems like he would succeed in, in this scheme that, that we run a lot of bootlegs, a lot of kind of um, stuff where he can throw on the run and that's what he does the best. Um, so I, I, I think there's a definite fit there. Yeah. So I think the arm concerns are definitely valid. Um, and that is one of the most concerning things about Wilson for sure. I think that what Aiden brings up with his ability to move is really, really attractive because, you know, when the pocket starts collapsing, he just kind of has this, this real, you know, kind of easygoing pocket presence. Like he feels the pressure and he kind of just moves off of it kind of thing. It really, honestly, his feet and everything remind me a lot of almost Deshaun Watson, the way he's able to kind of escape pressure and, uh, you know, evade, uh, the pocket collapsing on him. So that's one element um, of his game that I really, really like. And on top of that is his ability to extend and just improvise. I think one of the big things about NFL quarterbacks now, um, and this is a big knock on Jimmy, is like, how well are you able to improvise now? How, how well are you able to extend plays? And the guys who are usually at the top are the best, right? We think about Mahomes, we think about Watson, we think about Rodgers. Um, you might even be able to throw Brady in there uh, occasionally. Those are the guys that succeed. Russell Wilson. So those are some things about Zach Wilson that I find super, super attractive about his game. Just to add on to that, um, I think that's a great point. I want us to think about all the times that we shouted at our TVs when Russell Wilson broke containment and runs around for 15 seconds and makes a back-breaking third and 10 pickup. Um, and I think that that's something that Zach Wilson brings to the table, obviously nowhere near that, that level yet. But I think that that's a great point. I like that you brought up Russell Wilson because I'm, I'm looking back on my notes on, on Zach Wilson. And the first thing I kind of mentioned about him is he extends plays at a high level, moves very well, and has a fantastic downfield touch, which sounds oddly familiar to Mr. Russell Wilson because – I mean, he's made his career off of that of, oh, let's escape, let's extend the play for 15 seconds and then throw a perfect pass and drop it in the back of the end zone. Um, so here, here's my thing on Zach Wilson. I like him. I do not think Kyle Shanahan will like him at all because he's not very big. That's one thing. And I, I don't know. I just think, I think Shanahan wants a guy that can really like just kind of sit back and let it rip. And he doesn't do that. And that's totally fine. I mean, a lot of the best, best quarterbacks in the league don't do that. Um, so here, I'll just mention my weaknesses on, on Zach Wilson doesn't have any like very elite traits in my mind outside of his arm talent. And by arm talent, I mean like throwing off platform and like throwing on the run. He had like a jump pass in there. Um, and he doesn't consistently drive, uh, drive like downfield. Like, so like when he, when he throws, he doesn't put any, like anything from his legs in a, a lot of the times. Um, he also gets in the spurts where he kind of gets like inaccurate, uh, small and skinny frame and he doesn't throw super hard. Now, it's really funny because this is almost exactly what everyone was knocking um, Deshaun Watson for. Oh, he doesn't throw the ball super hard. He's not super big. Watson is such a good just like play extender that it's fine. So you put Wilson somewhere where he has like guys around him that can help him. I think he's going to be really good. I don't think that's what Kyle wants. Also, there was reports, oh, the Niners are visiting Zach Wilson, all that. 
that just makes me think he's not going to be a 49er just because in, in the Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch era, you get like these, oh, this is the report. I feel like every single one of them has been false. <laughs> um, maybe besides like Solomon Thomas and like Reuben Foster, like, they're like, oh, they like Reuben Foster. That was probably like it the first year. But, but maybe they were just getting out like the guys that, that tell the media stuff. So I don't know about that, but I do like Wilson. I, I think if he goes to a – like you brought up – I think someone brought up the, the football team. That would be interesting. I think that would be a good spot for him. You know, a guy like Scary Terry that he can just launch the ball to. I just don't know if it's the best scheme for him. But honestly, I mean, like if he's a very good quarterback, I'm pretty sure Kyle can make it work. So maybe we see kind of an, an evolution with Kyle where he's like, we're going to even change this offense up even more. We're going to let him do this, and we're going to get a guy that does these extra things, and I'm going to get him to a point where he can do these things at a proficient level. If he thinks he can do that, I'm all for the Zach Wilson pick. The only thing is, how much does it cost to trade up? And that's where I get very concerned because – you start trading all this capital, and I brought this up to Jake. You trade up all this capital, and you get into the top five or whatever, because that's, I mean, that's where I've seen him in mock drafts lately is, like, number five. Well, the problem is if he's, if he's not good, if he's just not a very good player, like, we might see Kyle, like Kyle Shanahan be gone. And I know that seems like a crazy thing to think of. If the quarterback sucks and they go back and they're not good, that's always a possibility. That is the last thing I would want. Like Kyle is the guy that Kyle is the most important guy in this franchise. In my opinion, we cannot have that happen. So that's kind of where I'm concerned about, but I mean, his touchdown field and the way he extends plays is so elite. So if, if Kyle believes in him, do it, pull the trigger, but you got to believe in him. It can't, Kyle can't be like wishy-washy about picking Wilson. That, that's my thought on him. Um, but let's move on to the next guy, Trey Lance. Aiden, you want to go ahead? Uh, I know you're a big Trey Lance guy. Um, I have not done my my homework on him. I know that he's North Dakota State, uh, where Carson Wentz went uh, through no picks last year, won the the title, undefeated year last year, um, and then played one game this year. Uh, I think he did like two touchdowns, two picks, or something like that. Uh, I watched the first half. Going to be a first round pick, probably a top ten pick. Um, I wasn't blown away, but. I think you guys can speak on it more than I can. Yeah. Um, a lot like Aiden, I haven't watched a ton of tape on a guy like Trey Lance. You know, this seems like he's your guy. Um, so I think, you know, you're probably going to be most apt to talk about him, but um, what I will say is um, his strength um, just in every aspect of his game, arm strength. I mean, you said it, you know, he's got a strong arm. He's big bodied. What is he? Six, four, I believe what? Two fifty, two sixty, even maybe. Am I tripping on that? I don't know. 225? I don't know. His measurables are pretty big. Let's put it that way. But yeah, he's strong. He's got a strong arm and he sheds tackles. He has the ability to, uh, you know, kind of like similar to Zach Wilson, uh, shed off tacklers. He just does it in a different way. Um, his ability to extend plays might not be as good, um, but it's still there. I would say probably one of my only knocks on a guy like Trey Lance is, um, it's, it's a little bit concerning the level of competition. Obviously that didn't matter for a guy like Carson Wentz, but I would say, you know, when you're drafting a guy like this, this is most certainly uh, a huge project. Okay. So for me, I mean, I told you guys, I'm, I'm a big fan of Trey Lance. Uh, Jake, you're bringing up the size. He's, he's 6'3", 221. At least that's what he was labeled at last year. 
So, and, and like every quarterback on in this class is like six, three, two twenty, two ten. Zach Wilson's 210 pounds, you know, like, but, but Lance looks very big and he's long. He's tall. It looks like he's very tall. Um, he, he can throw the ball hard. Like he has so much velocity on his throws and he can extend the plays so well. The biggest thing I saw about him was like his pocket presence was so good. Maybe you get better defensive linemen rushing him and it looks a lot different, but he's inside and outside the pocket. It doesn't matter. He's looking downfield. He always extends plays. And when he extends plays, he tries to go downfield. He doesn't try to run the ball. He runs the ball like the last, like the last, oh, like, okay, there's literally nothing. I'm going to run the ball. And if he does run the ball, he's a really good runner. He's a downhill runner. He looks like Kaepernick in the open field in my mind. Um, he can throw on the run too. Ran a lot of play action. I think that he is a guy that Shanahan would like just because I could see him running the bootleg offense, setting up deep. Oh no, like nothing's there. He steps up. You know, he, he, can, ex- he can extend plays very well too, but he does it a lot different than Zach Wilson does. Zach Wilson, like he run, he does it more like Russell Wilson where this guy does it more like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I doubt that they become that caliber of player, but you know, like, I guess it, if you're talking like ceiling, which I think ceiling and floor is kind of a silly thing, but like, that's kind of how they, I guess like they look like when they're running around. Um, same issues with him as a lot of the other guys. Uh, his feet aren't set up when he throws his like off balance a lot. Um, one thing he does a lot that he needs to definitely get better at is he will just try to lace balls in there over and over when he should be kind of floating him. And he has some questionable touch on his deep throws. Like his accuracy downfield isn't that great. A lot of that are like about his feet though. And like how he squares up and stuff, um, which, which Zach Wilson does not have that problem. But I think if you're talking just like talent level, Trey Lance is, I think he's, I think he's the second best just because I like his play style a little bit more than Justin Fields. Um, but I'll, I'll start talking about Fields right now. I mean, I guess I'm not a Fields guy. I still think Fields is really talented. He, he plays top competition. Um, the, the one thing, though, the game, just football looked way too fast for him. when He played Clemson in the college football playoffs. He looked kind of lost. Um, and he stares down receivers. So, and like, he, he just, like, safeties will just kind of start teeing off on him. That's what happened a lot in that Clemson game. And for being a guy that's so big and just athletic, um, Field is also 6'3", 228. Like, I, I don't know how these guys are almost all the exact same size. Um, but he, he just – I think he's really good. I think he has a ton of, of talent. He's a really good runner as well. Forces a lot of missed tapple, tackles. He steps up and escapes the pocket really well. Um, but he doesn't feel pressure that well. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, he'll, like, once in a while he'll do it, but sometimes he'll just miss a guy. Um, and so he, he's going to, I think he's a bigger project than Trey Lance, which is really weird to say, but I think that once Trey Lance is able to adjust to the, like the speed, it'll be a lot easier for him where Justin Fields, it might take him a few years to get to like where he is. It might take him like two to three years to be like, Oh, look, he's that good, which is always scary. Um, but I, I think that he's a little bit more of a project than Trey Lance. I would probably say, I mean, I think those are the, the two, like, I mean, outside of Lawrence, I think these are the two best, like, talented guys. Just like, okay, how much do they bring to the table? How good could they get? Um, but, but Fields also got a cannon for an arm. He can throw great on the run. He runs a lot of play action and zone reads and, and stuff. 
And he's, he's more of a dual threat than Lance is as well. Aiden, what do you think about Justin Fields? Uh, I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. He's two on, on my board. Um, I mean, think about it. He, he started at Georgia and then had a weird transfer thing, um, but came to Ohio State, I think a little bit late, won the starting job and picked up that, that offense. And I'm looking at the, at the stats right now. 41 touchdowns, three picks, and went toe-to-toe with Clemson in the semifinal. And although that wasn't his best game, I mean, they, they had an opportunity to win at, at the end. Um, and that's really the main thing that, that you can ask for out of your quarterback, getting an opportunity at the end. And who knows if the Okuda fumble goes, goes differently. They're playing LSU in the national championship in his first season as a starter. And, I mean, I, I think that's, that's fantastic. I think you can't ask for a whole lot more. Um, he didn't play fantastic last week. Um, and I know that, that the Big 12 is kind of like a truncated schedule. But I think if I, – I, I know that we just talked about this. Um, if a quarterback were to fall, it would probably be Fields and somebody trading up for a guy like Zach Wilson. Um, so I think that there's an outside possibility that the 49ers get him. We would definitely need to trade up. Um, but I could see him being a guy that Kyle likes for four speed gives us opportunity to do a whole lot of new things. And I think that's a challenge that, that Kyle would enjoy. Yeah, no, definitely. And I like that you bring up all that success that he's had in college because outside of Trevor Lawrence, he's the most successful guy. Like you could like Zach Wilson before this year, like their teams weren't BYU wasn't doing anything. Um, I mean, Trey Lance is playing against the lowest competition out of any of these guys. Mac Jones, this is his first year as a starter, and, and yeah, he's on Alabama, so they're always going to be good. Um, Kyle Trask, I mean, they're, they're, Florida's pretty solid too, but Fields definitely has, like, the second-best resume of the class, and I think that does mean something. doesn't mean everything, but it definitely does. Yeah, I like that you bring up that he's probably, like, the second-most-accomplished quarterback in this class. Like you said, I think you have to take that somewhat into account. You can't necessarily, you know, rely on that as being – oh, am I picking Wilson or Fields, right? You know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, you know, your scouting and your analysis. I do think Fields um, is the better out of he and Wilson. Um, I have a couple knocks on, on uh, Fields. Um, he's still pretty raw, um, as are a lot of these guys in this class. Um, he's gotten better this season um, in terms of his talent. You know, he's not as raw. Um, I like what you said. He does definitely wait way too long sometimes to pass the ball. That's a problem. And every now and then you'll see a couple passes sail on him where he's trying to take a deep shot and he just overthrows him by, you know, five, seven yards. And that's definitely an issue that he's going to have to clean up on the NFL level. But overall, short to intermediate, he's throwing great balls. I think he's a pretty safe pick, like safer than most in this draft. I think his upside is pretty insane, like what he could end up being. Like I think he has top five to ten upside in the NFL. And uh, his floor is higher than most. Like I think at worst he's probably a top 15 quarterback at worst. Like there's almost no bust potential drafting fields. You know, given uh, uh, ample time, I feel like a lot of times he pinpoints his throws. And that's pretty important, you know, getting a clean pocket for him. Cause like you said, he can't feel pressure the same as some of these other guys. He can't really extend um, as well as some of these other guys, 
to anybody who's not a Justin Fields believer, all I'm going to say is go watch his Nebraska game. That is probably one of the most perfect games you'll see from any quarterback in this class. Yeah, no, I, I like that you bring up just like that he's a very good player. Also, him and Kyle's offense would be very nice. Um, but I want to say this. Fields and Lance are much more – they have more tools. They are much more talented players in my mind than Zach Wilson. And it's so interesting to me because I think that there's a pretty pretty high chance that somehow Wilson ends up going before both of them or one of them at least. And so, like, for this quarterback class, if Fields or Lance falls a lot, that's what I think the Niners should do. I think they should get one of those guys if they fall a lot. I think that they're a lot – they're pretty similar players. Honestly, like, a lot of the stuff I have – is very similar on both those guys. Um, they're going to take a second. If you have them, you're going to want Jimmy back there. You're going to want Jimmy starting. But then that next year, that second year, make it like a Pat Mahomes second year. Because I think that these guys will have that ability. They have those just that talent that, that Wilson doesn't have in my mind. And it's really not to knock Wilson. I think Wilson is going to be a good player. He's a smart player too. But, I mean, we've seen how Kyle operates his offense. Like He's the guy operating the offense. It's not the quarterback. But you get a guy that's super talented in there and he runs Kyle's offense well and he has all these tools. He can hit every single throw. That's where I think this Niners offense can really take off. And that's why I really want to see them end up with Fields or Lance if one of those guys becomes available. And if, and if Wilson is, like, worth it, I just think that Wilson's going to go so early. That, that's what I'm kind of, like, thinking well, now. I um, want to add, to I want to add, the 49ers, you know, assuming that Jimmy and Kittle aren't back, we're probably getting four to maybe seven at tops wins. And you have to look at where does that place you on a draft board, right? Four to seven wins. I mean, that could put you anywhere. You could be inside of the top 10 and probably at worst inside the top 15 with a record like that. And, you know, maybe trading up isn't the most unrealistic kind of idea here especially if you're sitting in that like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 range. I mean, that's a really, really hot spot to try and trade up, you know, especially if you're looking at, I don't know, a team like Dallas. I mean, they have their quarterback situation taken care of, assuming Dak Prescott comes back healthy and that's the guy they want to go. So maybe Dallas is sitting at four, five, six, and you do want to trade up five or six spots with them. And you might be willing to part with, you know, future late round picks or late round picks this year. Who knows if Kyle feels confident enough in a guy he sees uh, who slips out of the top four or five picks, maybe he'll go jump up and get a Fields or a Wilson. You know, and I, and I think that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not against that either. It's just like, if that happens, you got to nail the pick. Cause like we've seen, if you, st- if you miss that pick, then it's like, uh-oh, this guy's on the hot seat immediately. And that's just that's the last thing I want to see. But that's where I'm at. I'm fine with any of those three guys. I, I like them. I just think you can't sell the farm for them just because you're putting all your eggs in one basket, and I'm not a big fan on that. Also, I've, I mean, I've told you this, Jake. I don't know if I've told you this, Aiden. I'm, I'm all about trying to go after a free agent guy, trading. I mean, what would Donald cost at this point? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it cost, it cost them a fourth this year and a future fourth or a future third. And if that's all it's costing to draft a guy that went three overall and should have been the number one pick, I, I'm still going to stand by that. I think he should have been the number one pick. 
then that's the best move in my mind. So there's going to be so many options. I mean, of course, there's the dream scenario. Aaron Rodgers opts out and goes back home. Now, that, that would be spectacular. And if that happens, I'm putting, I'm putting my house on, on the Niners winning the Super Bowl. But, I mean, if they're, if they're deciding to roll it back with Jimmy, hopefully on a, low, on, a, on a cheaper contract, Fields, Lance, Wilson, I think there's a large chance they end up with one of those guys. I think it would be really weird if they don't go after those one guys, if they don't like have some sort of free agency move in the quarterback room, because, and I'll start getting into them right now, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, I, I don't think they have, like, they're not on the same talent level as these other, these other guys. So, I mean, I think Trask will probably go in the first round. I think Jones will probably go in the second. I'm not like against going after one of these guys, but there's so many questions and stuff. And, it seems like Kyle really wants this offense to take off. I just see for me, it seems very unlikely that they, if, okay, if they draft one of those guys, they're going to draft one of those guys, either Trask or Jones, because they also get a guy in free agency and, and Jimmy's gone. That's what I think. Um, but Trask, Trask is a big dude. He can, he can sling the rock Jones. Same thing. I think they're both good players. I think, Trask has just a better feel for the game. I think Jones, it might, it might take a second, but I mean, I get why people like Jones. I, I do. I see it in him. Like he, he makes some really good throws, but he's, he's a lot more of like, I kind of hate this term. But he's a lot more of like the game manager kind of guy, which isn't necessarily bad, but I just don't see the upside I see in other guys. And in this league now, I mean, the quarterback, it's the benefit of the doubt on everything. That's why you can have a guy like Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson was was like going to be drafted like 20 years ago, he probably wouldn't get drafted. And if he did, he probably would not be able to play because he's not big enough. Like that's just how it is. But now if you – I mean, if you like – I mean, we saw the play on Drew Brees. The, I mean, who, who was it that came in and sacked him? Givens. Um, Givens. Givens, yeah. And, and he like rolls off of him and they still give him the flag. So like you cannot hit these guys so – it's so rare that they get just like clobbered. Um, but, but Trask is a big dude. I, I, I could see Kyle really liking Trask. I think if they traded back, so if they traded back and got Trask, not necessarily opposed to that either. Not, not, a, not going to hate if they take Mac Jones in the second. Um, but I just don't think we would see those guys. I think we might see Trask pretty early on. I don't know how early we'd see Jones. I think Jones would probably take a year to groom. Um, but but anything, Aiden, you want to bring up about those two guys? Feel free. Um, you know, Mac Jones is is my guy. Um, I think our dream scenario, given that that we draft a quarterback, is probably trade back from whoever we are eight to twelve to fourteen range, pick a corner and pick a quarterback in that first round. Um, say that we're not sold on a guy like like Trey Lance and the team. There's a lot. There's more quarterback needy teams than. Uh, were thought at the beginning of of this year with teams like the Broncos, they may not be sold on Drew Locke, and like like the Vikings, they're four and six. They're not sold on Cousins. The Bears are five and five, um, and don't love either of of their options. I could see a team like that in like the fifteen to to twenty range, wanting to go up and maybe get a quarterback that that they think is is really good and maybe we're not sold on. I think that's our real best case scenario. Because uh, we have a real position of need at at corner, um, I think everybody is either a free agent or about to be uh, this this off season. 
Um, so I think that that's our best scenario. And that's why I like Jones so much. I think he gives us a lot of flexibility and is going to be like on a pretty cheap deal. I'd love to get him at the end of the first round to have um, that fifth year option. Uh, I think that's going to be really important for a guy like him. But Kyle showed last year that we can have a, I think we were the eighth ranked offense or even higher than that last year um, with a guy like that. And I mean, when, when we first traded for, for Jimmy, I was, it was bliss. It was, it was making throws all the way down the field, standing in the pocket. Um, we went on the road and, and beat Jacksonville and people were like, Oh my goodness, this is what it's supposed to look like. Um, for me, Mac Jones is, his ceiling is probably Matt Ryan. And I think his floor is the Jimmy that we're seeing right now. Um, and even the Jimmy that, that we're seeing right now, I think is good enough to potentially win the division. Um, so if that's his floor and we're picking up the end of the first round or early second, I think we can't really go wrong with that. Um, and that's probably our best case scenario, but, but that's assuming that one of these other teams um, really likes a quarterback where they would be available where we're picking. You know, I, I like that you has. bring up, I like that you bring up the corner situation and I'm honestly, I'm not even necessarily a corner, but get a good defensive player or even an offensive tackle and like kick Mogenshi inside or, you know, something just get draft capital into your team, into the line or the secondary, because secondary is going to be probably losing a lot of pieces this off season. Um, But I I get what you're saying about Jones, because when I watch him, I'm like, okay, like I could definitely see him in the cow, like, in the Shanahan offense. Like it's very clear how that would work in my mind. Um, I'm just not, not completely sold on him as a talent. Also, he hasn't played a ton. So it's hard to be like, Oh, like, where's he at? Like he could definitely get a lot better. And in his footwork needs a ton of work. You could definitely see him taking a big jump after he gets to the pros. I, I would not be surprised at all. Um, also, you brought up the fifth year option. I, I think that's actually a really good idea. Um, and I'm not like, I'm not even totally sold on Jones, but, but you get a guy like that for cheap, I mean, cheap in quarterback terms for Cheaper. five years. Look at how Jimmy, Jimmy is like a $30 million cap hit. I, I, Jones wouldn't be very expensive at all. Look at the, look at the team. The Ravens have been able to build around Lamar Jackson or the chiefs, you know, like that type of flexibility in your cap and in your draft capital is so massive. We're like, when you're building a team, if Kyle loves Mac Jones, then pull it. And you move back, you know, you do that type of stuff. So I like that idea. Trask, I don't know if Trask is the, is the best Kyle fit, but same thing stands for him. If you can do that same type of flexibility and, and gain those assets, gain that cap space, you know, you, you get able to sign a, another guy. If, you, if your, cap, your quarterback cap hit goes from like, I, I'm guessing it's probably like $4 million, $5 million a year for a late-round quarterback from, 20, from $30 million, a $25 million of cap hit – you can get three starting players for that price. So I'm all for it, man. I mean, we got, we got some bad contracts on the books right now that they're going to have to fix up, but you let Parag do his magic. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, Jake, what about you? Yeah, well, to comment on uh, Jones and Trask, I kind of view these guys as um, high floor, low ceiling kind of players. Um, like you were bringing up, they're kind of game managers, at, I think, at best. Um, which is like you were saying, that's fine. Um, there's, you know, there's a place in this league for game managers like Jimmy, um, like Kirk. Um, those guys can win ball games, absolutely. They're just not going to be Rodgers. They're never, they're never going to be Watson. They're never going to be the cream of the crop, and that's all right. You know, 
There are plenty of quarterback needy teams. And I think that uh, to touch on your point about Darnold, I don't think it's going to cost that little for Darnold. Um, I think people uh, recognize Darnold's talent. And uh, like Aiden said, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams. I mean, we could see the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, all these teams that are, you know, actually pretty good overall, but they're just missing that one piece. If they get into a bidding war, we almost have no chance because there's just no way we can give up that much draft capital. I would almost rather keep the second round pick, the fourth round pick, whatever, you know, and to me, I would almost, you know, rather keep that and just kind of try our luck. Maybe you do go in the second round and you take a Trask and you say, hey, you know what? Uh, you're going to be our bridge guy um, or you're going to be our guy that gets bridged into um, from a guy like Jimmy, but the front office has to have a contingent uh, contingency plan on something like that. And I do believe that they have one already. Um, They're smart, you know, front office, they're not stupid. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of questions this off season. Um, I don't think any of those questions get answered um, probably until uh, we have an idea of what Jimmy's contract is going to look re- uh, look like, right? Like, is Jimmy going to take a pay cut? Uh, who's available in free agency and trade? You know, where are we picking? Those are all things that are, you know, really contingent on our quarterback position. So I think, you know, the, the front office is going to evaluate all options as they usually do. They did it with Brady this year, and they're going to look at who's there who's available and I'm sure they'll, you know, make the the best decision or the decision that they feel is best for the team. Yeah, I think unless, so, I mean, we brought up the Jones situation and the Kyle Trask situation, if those guys become available, unless Kyle is totally into one of those top guys, he really likes one of them or he really likes Darnold, I would see either them or free agency as the biggest option and like Jake just said, we're going we're gonna to learn a lot more about all of this quarterback talk as the year goes on, as we see, okay, who's become available? I mean, I don't want to see it, but like, look at what if Matt Ryan becomes available? You know, like there's so many guys that we just don't know what the deal is. What if the Broncos are going to run it back with Drew Locke? What if they're not? You know, there's so many different things. What are the Vikings going to do with Kirk? So all that stuff's going to just, I mean, we're, it's going to unfold here soon. But we just wanted to kind of talk about these these top five, six guys right now. And, I mean, I find this incredibly interesting. Um, thanks for coming on, Jake. And I, I want to say a big thanks for Aiden for hopping on. And hopefully, man, we get to hear you on here a few more times. Hopefully pretty often. That'd be awesome. But thanks for coming on, man. For sure. Thank you for having me. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please, please give us a five-star rating and review. That would be awesome, but uh, let's let's go on Sunday. Hopefully the Niners win, keep the season alive. I know we're talking about quarterbacks. I'm not super into the the tanking thing. I'd rather you try to try to win some games. I mean, right now the Ravens they're a mess. So maybe we'll have eight an eight seed playoff. We we don't know, but I think I mean you want to win that game. NFL is a weird. I mean, you see teams hop up and down all the time. So keep winning. <laughs> That's what I want to see, but. If not, hopefully the quarterback room is a lot better next year, and that's, that's where I'm hoping we are. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back next week.